welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kimisha Lucier, your host, and I just wanted to tell you thank you for joining me today. I have my special guest back with me, my beloved John, um, and he's here to help us discuss Christian Heritage Month again. Welcome, my love. Thank mm-hmm. you for being here. Thank you for having me, honey, honey. Oh, you're most welcome. Um, so we're going to pick up talking about Christian Heritage Month again, and we're going to discuss the tenants, and we're going to get as far as we can, <laughs> cover as much ground as we can, <laughs> but really just talk about um, these are the points and the focuses that God brought to us. This is what the Holy Spirit said. He wanted the focus of the celebration to be, um, and then just kind of put some scripture to it so that there's clarity and understanding. And the scripture says, how can two walk together unless they agree? And the greatest agreement there can ever be is us agreeing with the Lord. So also there's only seven tenets. So this isn't burdensome. Endless. (laughs) Right. It's not endless. It's not, it's not this huge, heavy burden. Mm-hmm. There are literally seven tenants. That's all the Lord gave. Amen. So, <laughs> he, right? He likes to. He also is, while very complex, mm-hmm. he he's also keeps it very simple for us. So. Amen to that. Thank you, darling, for putting that in there. So, tenant number one is to remember and celebrate that there is no authority, government, or power higher than the Godhead. That's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, you know, this really reflects on our, who our God is and the place that he occupies in creation forever. When the, when the Lord first, you know, spoke with me about this, he, he actually reminded me of Daniel chapter four, um, verse 17 in particular. And if you've, you know, if you've read through Daniel, you know that this is the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. And King Nebuchadnezzar coming to a place that he realized that God is God and he's not. And (laughs) 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 that it is God who is in control and who has authority. You know, as the Lord is, has ministered this uh, to me and to us, but, you know, as he spoke to me in my private time with him about it, you know, there's a time that it seems like, um, especially in American culture, but in other countries, government can seem like it's so big and government tries to tout itself as being bigger than God. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, or tries to position itself to push God out. Um, and, you know, this happens in a myriad of ways of just trying to either blatantly shut God out um, or try to find repeated and um, substitutions for who God is. And, you know, as you spend time and, you know, te- technology develops and if you're not careful, even in the heart and the mind of a believer, it seems like something becomes too hard for God. But the Lord wants his people to remember and to recognize and to take heart and comfort in the fact that he is God and he does not change. Yes, he's gracious. Yes, he's merciful, but he's weak by no means. And no one and nothing can usurp or overthrow him. Regardless of what they think or no matter what they say. I I love that you brought up Daniel with Nebuchadnezzar because, uh, I mean, that was literally the empire. He owned the world, essentially, or ruled the world. At that point in time. Exactly. But he learned a a very important lesson in a very hard way. But even then, it only 
demonstrates the power that the Lord has. The Lord literally raised him up and used him, but then also set him down for a period of seven years. And then this shows the the power that the Lord has. Hmm. He reestablished him as the king, even after this, this, this king, this emperor, mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar, was living like a beast, like a wild animal, out of his mind. Amen. Could you imagine that? I mean, even in today's, I'll say day and age, Mm -hmm. where with all the quote-unquote mental health stuff, that would disqualify someone from being in the position of especially leadership at that level Mm -hmm. immediately. But yet the Lord restored him back to the place that he had given him and the key was when he acknowledged the Lord was and is, is and was and is, God over all heaven and earth. Amen to that. Which, thankfully for Nebuchadnezzar, he did come to that point to acknowledge God in that way. And, you know, I just want to speak to this um, as well. There are um, strongholds. Amen. And, you know, as we look at America today, it would seem like there's a stronghold of wickedness in certain places and people who are being influenced by the spirit of the Antichrist. And we remember this is not against flesh and blood. It's about the wicked spirits driving behind it. Um, It seems like there's strongholds and it's like anything that believers do that this, this stronghold has victory. And for the believers, when you look at that in the natural you, you can get discouraged by that because it seems like, where are you, God? It seems like, man, God, you know, like I believed you were going to do, I thought you were going to do this, right? I wanted you to do this. I even believed that you would do, you know, X, Y, and Z because we need it. Because, but then when it looks like there's a stronghold or it, it feels to you like God is delayed, then we lose hope in him. And God is saying, get your hope up and put it back in him, not the actions that he'll take, but in his faithfulness, in his dominion and his authority, and put your faith and confidence back in the fact that he is supreme. He is ah, omnipotent. (laughs) And there's nothing, no counsel, no understanding, no might, no um, wisdom. There's nothing that can overpower your God. And like in the case of Nebuchadnezzar, he was from the same place that Abraham was from, Ur, of the Chaldea, right? Yes. They're, they're the same people group. Babylon. Babylon. And God used him to help get Israel's attention and gave him the kingdom that he had. And at that time, there was no other kingdom. Like you said, he was it. That was, that was it. He mm-hmm. had in his, like if we look at the landscape, he had taken over the whole world. And it seemed like there was nothing that could keep or resist him. There was nothing that could tell him no. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar thought. But God helped him understand <laughs> that that's not the case. But when you when you look and examine God's nature and his character, God is going to give, and, and he did give Nebuchadnezzar plenty of time to repent before he found himself eating Absolutely. grass like a wild ox and being wet with the dew for times and a time <laughs> until he acknowledged that God is God. Is God. Um, and let me read that to you. This is um, Daniel 4, verse 17. Um, and this is what the Lord decreed. He said, this is the decision. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones. 
in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. God is God. Man uh-huh. is not God. No, no person, no power, no dominion, the devil, nobody is God, but God in his fullness, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And sometimes we misunderstand that God is gracious to all. And he gave Nebuchadnezzar time to repent. He gave Ahab time to repent. He gave Jezebel time to repent. He gave me time to repent. He gave you time to repent. And he does not stop being who he is because we are inconvenienced by it. And it doesn't diminish his power and his might to show someone grace and give them time to repent. And that's exactly what's happening in this country, in this nation. All the people that are being driven by the wicked one, Mm -hmm. God is giving them time to turn their life around, but it doesn't mean he's not on his throne. It doesn't mean that he is without power and it doesn't mean that he won't use it on our behalf or that he's punishing us. He's dealing with his creation the way he desires to, giving them time to repent. It doesn't mean he's co-signed on their wickedness. He didn't co-sign on Nebuchadnezzar thinking he was God or his son after him, or any other person that raised themselves up to act that way, he didn't co-sign on it. And because of his faithfulness to his nature and his character, mm. he still gave them time to repent. So those scriptures that we read in Ephesians um, about principalities and God being, uh, Jesus being raised and elevated above them, and um, in Philippians about him having the name that's higher than every name, that is valid. And we, when we celebrate and exalt that truth in our mind, it gets our eyes off of what it looks like, how long it seems like it's taking, um, you know, the Lord to deal with someone, right? And getting frustrated with God. And it puts our hope back in him and actually keeps us from falling into sin ourselves. Amen. Well, also, while there, there are scriptures there on the on the website and, mm-hmm. you know, as we discussed this, they don't include every scripture. Amen. Right? I mean, it's endless. So you can look at Psalm 103, 19, right? It says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and the example that we, well, you mentioned multiple, but we'll just look at Nebuchadnezzar with Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar did not serve or worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. He had his own gods. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this is important for us to, to get and understand, God still dealt with him. Mm-hmm. After he gave him time to repent, mm-hmm. to come into alignment and become obedient, he'd given him a year to stop worshiping himself. <laughs> right? I mean, like we we tend to skip over that part right. of the story, right? right. And, and, and say, well, it's, it's not really uh, important. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He gave him through the word of Daniel a full year mm-hmm. to not exalt himself as God mm-hmm. again. But yeah, he did not heed the warning. Mm-hmm. So uh, you bring up another great point, and what you were saying is, and we have to recognize this, so that was for someone that didn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. But what the Lord is doing is, is first, right, as the Scripture says very plainly, judgment first starts in the house. So he's dealing mm-hmm. with his creation, and, and first and foremost, it always begins with the people that decree and declare that mm-hmm. they are followers of Christ, that they are his disciples, that mm-hmm. that they believe in him, that he's their God and they're his people, or he's their father and we're his children. Mm-hmm. It always starts there first, right? 
The Lord's always Amen. about let's get your, our own house in order. Amen. And, Amen. And, and what does that look like? Well, it looks like obedience because obedience is a demonstration of love and trust. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you love the Lord and you can believe him, then you should also be putting your hope in him. Amen. But it, it, it comes down to obedience. And you see those exact things in Christ, in Philippians, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was mm-hmm. obedience was the reason that the Lord ex- highly exalted him Amen. and gave him a name above every name, Amen. right? And, and it's for that reason that, well, he's also looking at that we're to be conformed to the image of Christ. So you see that with us as well. He reigns over the just and the unjust. And we Amen. see that just here in this first principle, just looking at the story of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. But that's consistent throughout the entirety of the word. Amen. And before that one year that he gave him, he had um, he had already dealt and been introduced with God when he put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the, the fiery furnace, right? And then he, he declared at that time, oh, God, your God is the God, <laughs> right? God of heaven Amen. is the right God. But then he still didn't get the point. But God was able to um, work this out with his creation. And, you know, just this this time of, of remembrance, um, this time of celebrating uh, Christian Heritage Month is really about getting our heart together towards God and putting our focus on him and not so much on other people and how right. it's going with them or it, not. It's for us to be obedient Amen. to what the Lord is telling, decreeing, declaring, commanding us to do, right? Amen. So we, we brought up Nebuchadnezzar, but again, let's go look at the history of our nation. Mm-hmm. All these amazing people, or whether it's the founding fathers, whether it's people that had these incredible inventions, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and did amazing things for this nation to prosper. Mm-hmm. They all had to be in the same way, obedient to what the Lord gave them and was saying to them, both to say and to do, just like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's for all of us even today. Amen. Amen. We have to come into alignment with the Lord. And it's demonstrated our, that is our love and our faith or trust in him is demonstrated by our obedience. Amen. And, you know, that's a that's a great point. I, I really want to encourage the believers, and this is something we're going to talk about, you know, as we go through season two of Live in the Messiah's Love, focus in on the heart of God. Tune your ears to his heart and Tune your eyes to him and put your perspective purely on the Lord and let him guide you in everything else. Because when God tells you to celebrate, there's a reason to celebrate, right? When he says that to you, that should perk your attention and go, okay, Lord, you know something I don't know. <laughs> let's get on with the celebration. Um, and so let's move on to uh, tenant number two, to focus on Christ's influence and values in founding your life and the United States, which you you already touched on honey, um, focus on that, find Christ, look for him where he was. Oftentimes we try to look for perfection to say God was there. It worked out the way I thought it should. That meant God was there, but that's actually the opposite. That's absolutely not the case. If, if it worked out the way you thought you were there, <laughs> that's no indicator that the Lord was there. So it, it's working it out according to what he thinks That lets Mm -hmm. us know that he's there. And then we have the fruit, right? The Lord says that we'll know them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. Just because a believer is not perfect doesn't mean that God wasn't able to use them. He spoke through a donkey to save someone's life and 
give them another chance at repentance. I'm talking about Balaam. Um, when the person knew who God was and was turning his back on him, he still was able to speak through a donkey. So he may have spoken through someone who wasn't perfect, but God was able to plant a seed in your life. And then to, to look back and see all the ways that God kept you while you were yet carried away in your sin, while you were, um, a stranger to the um, commonwealth of Israel while you were a stranger to the Lord and showing him your backside, all the ways that God carried you and brought you through. Mm -hmm. And looking for that, the influence in the United States, the laws the that were set on the books came from the scriptures. No, they weren't perfect in how they carried him out, but they, they still, <laughs> God was still there. But they also set it up as a reminder, right? The Ten Commandments used to be in the courtrooms. Mm-hmm. Because it was a, a reminder, a memorial of where we came from and what this nation was founded upon, which was the Lord, right? Talking about Christ's influence and, and values, right? There's there's uh, Joshua 4.21 mm-hmm. through 24. It says, he said to the sons of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are these stones? That's talking about the, the stones that they took out of the Jordan when they were crossing it. Mm-hmm. says, then you, then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed, just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Amen. You know, there's... And you talk about the influence just in this scripture. It not only talks about what they experienced, mm-hmm. but also what their the, the previous generation had experienced mm-hmm. in crossing the Red Sea and what the Lord did, the deliverance out of Egypt. And it was just another opportunity to discuss the greatness of the Lord Amen. and bringing them out of an impossible situation. Right? If it was, if the situation is never so bleak that mm-hmm. we could get ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Right? That that's that's the defining point. Because the situation is so dire mm-hmm. and impossible to get out of, it only further proves God and his might and his love towards us because he does deliver his people out of even the the worst situations. But mm-hmm. there's also the the remembrance factor. Mm-hmm. Right? Look at all the things the Lord did and and this was well, it also went and speaks speaks about the Lord and His nature, His character, and His attributes, because they were not even allowed to cross over into the promised land mm-hmm. until they had come up to a certain point in standard of, in their relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, well, we have to look at ourselves in that also. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, you know... I, I was in Hobby Lobby one day and there was a sign. Oh, it was a funny sign. And you were with me, darling, and we laughed about it. Um, it says that um, Jesus and germs are everywhere. <laughs> so wash your hands. You know, it was it was meant to be a joke, um, but Jesus is absolutely everywhere. And when we look for him, we look to find his influence in our life. We look to find the goodness that... Um, that was shared about him that had an impact on the founding of our life, his values that were passed down to us. And, um, oh, go ahead, baby. So, so there was one other thing, right? Um, again, let's go back historically, the founding of our nation. 
Yeah, well, actually, we'll just go back to the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. What about George Washington crossing the Delaware? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that was the bleakest. I mean, mm-hmm. here they are during the holidays. They're freezing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, worst environment imaginable. Mm-hmm. But yet, after prayer, George Washington felt led to say, "No, let's let's go and take over this or attack them tonight." They'll, mm-hmm. they'll won't be expecting it mm-hmm. and we'll have victory and that's exactly what happened and it was absolutely a turning point mm-hmm. for for the morale the esprit de corps the troops i mean and and in that war all because he was led by the lord and mm-hmm. he, he remained obedient to what the lord said he just trusted him amen and that act that one act of george washington not only impacted that singular moment of you know winning the war but that changed the effect of my life today Absolutely. because he believed God in that moment. It changed my outcome today. And, um, you know, just realizing that even when the times are rough, even when times are hard, Christ has been there. Even when people forsake you or, you know, whatever's happening, he's still there. He's been sowing seeds and protecting your life and, and watering others and, putting his values in you, even when it came from the most unlikely sources. So, um, and this one ties in with um, the focus number three or tenant number three, just to reflect on and celebrate your personal Christian heritage and your Christian roots, you know, just, just thanking God for it. Like, wow, Lord, if you hadn't done this, if you hadn't ministered to George Washington all that time ago, I wouldn't be living in a free America today. I wouldn't be able to enjoy that. The benefit of, you know, being able to celebrate Christ and worship him freely. I wouldn't be able to have a, you know, live in a free nation that I can go where I want to go and do what I want to do. That was a seed sown that is affecting generations and upon generations. And and yes, we give George Washington credit because he did pray, but he didn't act alone. Absolutely. There were all the troops and then there were the, all the other signers of the, the Declaration of Independence and, and the, um, ultimately, uh, will come to me. <laughs> well, yeah, Declaration of Independence. We'll, we'll just go with that, right? Mm-hmm. All those signers, mm-hmm. they put their literally their names and their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were all in agreement, working together. Not that they were all necessarily believers, but many of them were. Mm-hmm. And just wanted to see the Lord move in and on their behalf for this nation. Amen. That we would be free to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. And again, we're looking at and changing our mindset. We're focusing to have the mind of Christ. We're looking at things the way the Lord sees it and not the way natural people think it should be seen because natural man doesn't know. The the human mind without Christ is depraved, which the Lord covered that in, in Genesis right before the flood. <laughs> if you have questions about that. Um, also, uh, the second and third points kind of or tenants, if you will, excuse me, they they go together because it's not just about, again, for the nation. But this is also where, in, in actually in tenant number two, we begin also looking at the people that have sown the word into our lives, mm-hmm. that have brought us up or helped plant seeds and water others, mm-hmm. that brought us into a relationship with Christ and and taught us how to be in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in Second Timothy, of course, he speaks about 
his grandmother Eunice and mm-hmm. all right but it's you have those stories for yourself amen right? I mean I know I do for my do. own life and there are uh, countless people you know I mean we talk about it here in our, our home and for the, mm-hmm. the sake of time I won't <laughs> you know mm-hmm. go into the whole history but there are many many people that have you know poured into my life mm-hmm. you know and, and mm-hmm. helped bring me or get me I mean ultimately yes I know it's mm-hmm. the Lord but the Lord also works through people amen to minister his word and his gospel and, and to teach and train and equip and admonish and encourage and and even exhort and rebuke if when mm-hmm. necessary mm-hmm. to help us come up in the fear and admonition of the Lord amen and, to that. and get us to help get us to where we're at today again not that amen. we've arrived we're still moving forward, but you know the reflecting on these these things and these people and what they've contributed and passing that down matters. Amen. Uh, Romans thirteen verse seven says this: Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And you know, just taking the time to say thank you for sowing the word into me. Thank you for your labor of love of, you know, the effort that you put forth to see Christ formed in me and telling God, thank you for sending the laborers because the scripture tells us that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Thank you for who you did send. Even if it, it, it might've been just one seed at a time. Thank you for what you did. Um, that word is tremendously powerful. Uh, to the life of the believer, and it's important to God. You know, in Luke 17 um, is a, a an, an account of where Jesus healed lepers, people who were outcast from society. And when they saw him, they cried out to him and asked him for mercy. They asked him to restore them and to heal them and to help them. And, and he did, and he ministered to 10 of them. And he told them to go their way and, you know, show themselves to the priest, pay whatever is necessary for that, whatever's the offering that was required for that cleansing of leprosy. And as they went, they were healed. And only one of them came back and said, thank you. And the, it mattered to him so much that he acknowledged it. He said, weren't there 10 that went? Where are the other nine? But the only one that came back was a Samaritan leper mm-hmm. to say, God, I appreciate what you did for me. I appreciate that you saw me when no one else cared about me and you would send help my way. You would reach your hand out and touch me. Thank you, Lord. And then, you know, telling the person that was a willing vessel, the word says this, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. There are many people that see their brother or sister in need of the word and they harden their hearts or they don't share with them for whatever reason. They're too occupied with themselves or, you know, they're, they're not focused to hear the word of the Lord, but someone spoke into your life. Tell God, thank you for that. And if you have a chance, tell that person, thank you. You know, that you can't imagine how far that thank you goes to liberate people and set them free from any bondage or encourages them to keep moving forward. So we're at the end of our time for today. I just wanted to thank you for joining us. I want to encourage you to go to our website, um, adayofprayer.org. Um, look up Christian Heritage Month and Christian Heritage Month in the menu bar, and visit that that page and look up these scriptures for yourself and let Holy Spirit minister to you. You know, 
let him reveal to you what he would have you know about this. And we're going to be back on the next episode, finishing up these tenets and, you know, just fellowshipping before the Lord and his word just a little bit more. But I just wanted to thank you for joining us and encourage you to remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.